This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Tomorrow, that's Thursday, uh, October 20th, we have a special broadcast for you over your lunchtime. Well, 12 p.m. Eastern time, at least. AMI Audio is taking you to the Royal York Hotel for the Canadian Disability Hall of Fame luncheon. We try to keep in touch with this um, initiative every year. And so it starts at noon, ends at 2 p.m. Eastern time, right before Kelly and Company. It's a two-hour broadcast. Um, take a listen. Josh Duick, Lauren McDonald, and Greg Westlake will be inducted this year. And earlier this year, Joita Gupta on The Pulse spoke with the inductees um, at length. So some of that will be aired tomorrow as well, portions of those broadcasts during this broadcast. And Andy Frank will be your host during this luncheon, two-hour period. Check it out. It's going to be a fun time. And it it is a live broadcast, so nothing else afterwards. No podcasts, no re-airings. So please take a listen if you have the time. That's on AMI-audio. I'm Ramia Amuddin. Co-hosting with me today is Daniel McLaughlin, and it's time for us to talk TV with Greg David. I'm Greg David, and I love television. Reality shows, dramas, sitcoms, and documentaries. I watch them all. I'm excited to share my passion for the television industry with you in front of and behind the cameras as it changes and evolves. Okay, it's going to be fun because Halloween is coming up very soon, and you're stopping by, Greg, to scare us. With some of your spooky favorites available on TV and streaming services. So shall we get started? Because I don't want to leave any of these on the table. Danielle's really looking forward to it. Yeah, sure. Uh, and I was just okay. going to say really quickly, that I was, I, um, it was great to hear uh, that Danielle's going to be part of the show today. We can talk about Kelly if we have time. Oh, yes. We have time. Yeah, we always have time. <laughs> we, we, we can gossip behind his back. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we're starting with conventional television um, and the new TV series, The Winchesters. What's this one about and where can we find it? Yeah, so first of all, it's a prequel to Supernatural, which was that great horror series that aired for, I think it was a decade on the CW. It ended up being the longest running drama series ever on that network. Uh, But The Winchesters airs Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on uh, the CW and CTV Sci-Fi channel here in Canada. And it follows how John and Mary Winchester first met. And so in Supernatural, it's following around Sam and Dean Winchester, the the siblings, the brothers. Uh, but mm-hmm. this is all about the parents and when they first meet. And so when we, when we meet up with them in the first episode, John has just come back to his small town um, from uh, service in Vietnam. And Mary is trying to track down her missing father, who is a demon hunter. And together, they and their friends end up battling demons and other assorted monsters every week. We're only two weeks into the show, uh, but it's already a ratings winner. Last week's debut was the highest rated debut on the CW in years. And basically, if you like Supernatural, then you're going to love the win. 
Winchesters. I really, really liked it. There's tons of humor that they've established already that the show isn't taking itself too seriously. Um, the characters are great um, around Mary and John. Not only is the casting on point, but the characters that's, that they've surrounded these two with are great. And Jensen Ackles, who uh, played uh, Dean Winchester on uh, Supernatural, he's an executive producer and co-creator on this. But not only that, but he's also the narrator. So if you're missing yourself a little bit of Jensen Ackles, you get to hear his voice in the Winchesters every Tuesday. Did you follow Uh, through with Supernatural? Like, were you a Supernatural fan? Yes. So I have to admit there were a couple of seasons in there where I stopped watching. They got into some heavy angels and demons storylines yeah. that, that kind of um, dragged for a while. Um, but I definitely watched the the last couple of seasons and I, I really enjoyed the uh, the series finale of the show. What about you? Did okay, you cool. did you watch it all the way through? No, I think I watched four seasons of it, but I just couldn't get into it. Like at that yeah. time of my life, I was rom-com. So... <laughs> Okay. Well, I, you know, not supernatural. Room, yeah. Don't come after me. <laughs> if you want to catch, well, the thing is, if you want to catch up on all the past seasons, you can always check it out on uh, on Netflix. Great. Oh, cool. So, Greg, real life people talking about their supernatural experiences is a genre all its own now, and the Travel and Escape Channel features a bunch of them. Can you tell us something about these? I have to to tell you that I am a real wuss and anything that's scary, I, yeah, no, I go in the kitchen. <laughs> so. No, I, yeah, no, I get it. And what's interesting is so Travel and Escape is a specialty channel that you have to pay extra for per month. And it's part of my uh, specialty channel lineup. And it used to be Travel and Escape was all about. Uh, it was travel shows and getting away from home and going somewhere else. But then, of course, they had to kind of change things up over the last couple of years because people weren't traveling as much. So now it's all about spooky shows. Uh, mm. And among them that I wanted to, to mention off the top is a program called Haunted Hospitals. It's a Canadian series, and it's former hospital workers recalling some super scary incidents. And it's told through them speaking into the camera. This is a documentary series. And as they're telling the story, actors and actresses recreate the whatever it is that they went through. And I do want to mention it because AMI's own Mike Ross appeared as an undead patient in <laughs> oh, a past yes. season of Haunted Hospitals. Uh, so you would be good at that. Your, yeah, <laughs> so I wanted to draw your attention to that. But then other programs that are on Travel and Escape right now in the coming weeks as we get closer to Halloween uh, are Eli Roth Presents A Ghost Ruined My Life. I think we know what that all means. It's about ghosts ruining people's lives. A show called (laughs) Unexplained Caught on Camera and Paranormal Caught on Camera. So this is the type of programming that you can expect when you tune into Travel and Escape. If you want scary stuff all the time, tune in. Danielle, maybe you want to go to Food Network or HGTV yeah. instead. <laughs> ice skating. Go straight I'll watch ice to comfort yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, AMI, we had to hop on board with this trend as well. And yeah. we, we have our own spooky series here on AMI called Sightseers. Tell us about this one. Yeah, for sure. So Mark Jolie, uh, who's blind, he actually just passed away in the past year. So, of course, our our continued condolences to his family and friends. But Mark, Mm -hmm. who's blind, and Laura Warren are a crack team of investigators, and they tackle mysteries and solve a series of fascinating paranormal problems 
on Canada's each coast. And when you tune in for each episode of, of uh, Sightseers, uh, it's going to be tackling a different case. And each case calls for a slightly different approach and roster of experts, depending on the details of the story. And at the end of each episode, that there's either a clear opinion of what the result of the investigations have been and the viewer that can then decide whether they believe in it for, or not. So... Um, Basically, it breaks down that Mark and Laura go into a supposedly haunted building. They're told the stories about what people have experienced there. And then they spend some time themselves walking around and trying to get a vibe and, and trying to figure out what it, what's going on. And then the last half of the episode are experts coming through, uh, you know, scientific experts, uh, you know, home inspectors saying, well, here's what it could be. It could be a creaky floor. It could be a draft going through the <laughs> attic. But at the end of each episode, you can decide your yourselves whether or not you think that these locations are really haunted or not and as much as it is a spotlight about the supernatural it's also really a showcase of some really cool buildings that you might want to visit the next time you're in the east coast or if you already live in the east coast visiting because one of the episodes was the halifax club based in halifax which uh it has been attracting people since since the 1800s but there's been some weird stuff going on in that building some different sightings that people have seen uh, so Mark and Laura investigate that one. And then another cool building in the first uh, season of Sightseers was Queens County Museum in Liverpool, Nova Scotia, where people were seeing smoky wisps, hearing eerie-like sounds. And then, of course, you know, the usual bumps and thuds and thumps happening. Uh, if you're interested in Sightseers, you can stream it right now on AMI.ca or the free AMI-TV app. Whoa. Okay, let's move to Netflix, which has a number of horror-themed programs. Uh, You've noted, too, The Haunting of Hill House and The Midnight Club that we should be checking out. Tell us about those. Yeah, so The Haunting of Hill House is a show that came out a few years ago, and it is really, really spooky. It's based on the story by Shirley Jackson. If you don't know about that, you can Google it, um, maybe pick it up from the CELA library if it's available there. It's a show that uh, the show itself, The Haunting of Hill House, flashes between the past and present. Uh, It's about a family that moves into the Hill House that has been left to them by a family member, and they're confronting haunting memories of their old home and the scary stuff that that drove them from it. So it's it's all about the modern-day family moving into the house, and then they're getting flashbacks about the families that used to live there and the reasons why they left. The unfortunate thing about The Haunting of Hill House, the TV show, is a lot of the stuff is visual, and I have to admit that I don't know whether the described video is up to snuff. Okay, great. Because... Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that happens in the backgrounds of scenes that are that make the show really, really creepy. Weird shadows and weird, you know, ghosts peeking through windows and uncoiling yeah. themselves from other under counters <laughs> and things like that. Um, Henry Thomas and Carly Gugino are both in this, uh, written by Mike Flanagan, who's known for um, writing and adapting horror writing into fantastic television shows and movies. Um, viewers have talked about not being able to watch it alone. I did, mm-hmm. but I did it during the day. You did? Um, oh, okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the first one. So, Ramya, you clearly have checked it out. So what were your thoughts on The Haunting of Hill House? Yeah, remember, Danielle, when over the break I was telling you, uh, my friend stayed for a couple episodes of a show, then dipped, and then I had to watch the rest on my own. That was this show. That was it. And it was, <laughs> it was so worth it because, like you said, fantastic writing uh, and adaptation of whatever it was, a book, I think. Um, yep. But it 
the thing is, it's so scary. It's terrifying. And everything that comes after Haunting of Hill House, like Haunting of Bly Manor and yeah. Midnight Mass, and uh, you're going to talk about Midnight Club just now. It's all Mike Flanagan, and it's all scary. I couldn't make it through Haunting of Bly Manor. I can't. I couldn't make it through that one. I didn't like the Haunting of Bly Manor as much, and that was why I made yeah. sure that I wanted to mention Hill House because I liked it so much more. And I it think was maybe really that was well done. Yeah, the expectation was that it was going to be as good as ha- as the Haunting of Hill House, and it just and it just wasn't. Mm. Uh, yeah, like you said, the second show that I wanted to mention on Netflix is The Midnight Club, again adapted by Mike Flanagan, based on the books by Christopher Pike. Um, this just came out in the last few weeks, and I've already binged it. I loved it so much. Uh, really? It a group. Yep. I, I liked it. You didn't like it? I didn't watch it yet, but my okay. brother's been right. scaring me out of it, so I'm not sure. Okay, so it follows. Isn't that what brothers are for? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I've heard stories about Ramya's brother. Like I've heard some horrible stories about him. (laughs) Um, But the Midnight Club is about eight terminally ill patients staying at a hospice called Brightcliff, and they begin to gather together at midnight to share scary stories. And the hospice is seen through the eyes of Alonka, who has terminal cancer. So we're seeing, you know, her coming into the building, meeting all of the all of the other teens that are there, young adults that are there, and then joining the Midnight Club. Uh, And they meet at midnight and they tell each other ghost stories. And as they're telling these ghost stories, it starts to uncover not only, you know, kind of their own fears because they're all terminally ill and are fearing their oncoming death, but it also, um, you know, kind of dovetails nicely with the history of the building. Uh, There was once a cult that met there because, of course, there had to be a cult in that building to make (laughs) things super creepy. Uh, Everybody, uh, the kids all discover a hidden secret basement. And like I said, it deals with illness. Mental health also is acknowledged as well as suicide, uh, faith and belief. The performances are very well done, but the writing is excellent and believable. I watch so much television and I can a lot of times already say the line that the person's going to say next because writing can be so lazy mm. sometimes uh the writing in in uh, the midnight club is so natural it's just refreshing to watch a series as creative as this one has been wow nice. i love your critiques on these shows we don't much talk horror on kelly and company this has been very cool uh and i do want to say well actually i don't know about midnight club being described or not i'm hoping it is because all the yeah. others were uh mm-hmm. but it is super interesting to watch horror themed things with sighted people like people who don't use audio description and watch it with them using audio description along with me because almost always uh things are not done exactly as they're happening on tv so either the sighted person knows before i do or the audio description has spoiled what's going to happen right right (laughs) we lose that a sense of horror thank you so much greg thanks for having me Enjoy being spooked out and spooking all of us out, too. Greg David joins us for our TV talk every other Wednesday. And also every other Wednesday, we check in with Ryan Delahanty. He's going to highlight some support groups helping neurodiverse individuals in the East Coast. We'll be back with that on Kelly and Company. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.